What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the studio with me, your boy, Antoine McGee. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for joining today, listening, tuning in on YouTube, wherever you're checking me out at. And also, I want to thank everybody, family, friends, even strangers, for the feedback I got from my previous episode, which was a tribute to my mom. Uh, it was a very difficult episode to record, but necessary. And I want to thank you all for just supporting, commenting, sharing to this date. That is the most viewed video on my YouTube, 45 views. But hey, we celebrate the small things and it is the most listened to audio streamed podcast right now. And I have nobody to thank but each and every one of you. All right, today we're going to get into something that's a little cliche, but we're going to have a different spin on it. How many people know of Pastor Mike Todd? I'm going to give you a second if the name didn't ring a bell. But for those of you that know, you know, he is the lead pastor at Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. TC Nation, stand up. I am a part of TC Nation. I love Transformation Church. I love Michael Todd and all that they're doing there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's not church as usual, but it is kingdom business. Now, y'all can say what y'all want to say. Y'all can talk about him, talk about his church, say he's a demon, false prophet, false teacher, money hungry, flossy, all that stuff. Y'all can say what y'all want. But I know when I was listening to him before the pandemic, Relationship Goals Part 1, Planted Not Buried, Stride, all those different series that he was in and how they impacted me, how they helped me. Being in one of the B groups over the past year, amazing experience. And even having the opportunity to interview, to be a part of the Transformation family was an amazing opportunity as well. So y'all say what y'all want. I know the man is from God and I know he's trying his best to improve. He's doing something that nobody else has ever done in his family. And I'm proud of him. But y'all do what y'all want. I'm going to leave that at that because this is not going to be a Michael Todd bashing episode. All right. We don't bash people here. Uh, we create space for people to be their best selves. All right. But this past these past few weeks since the beginning of the year, he's been in a series uh, entitled Start Sharp. And they've been fasting and praying for 21 days as a church. Not many churches do that anymore. Fasting. No, no, not many churches do that anymore. But he's been fasting and praying as a church. And he started a series called Star Sharp. Usually in the beginning of the year, we get the theme or the word for the year. And it's a big thing. But God wanted him to do something different uh, this year. And he started a brand new series, which is called Star Sharp. The first episode is about starting sharp. I mean, the first uh, sermon 
it's about starting sharp. Y'all can see I podcast a lot. The first sermon is about starting sharp. The second sermon, though, is about strengthening your strengths. I want y'all to take a look real quick at this clip because it's going to be the foundation of today's episode. Check this out right now. I want you all of 2024, this is the title of my message, and I want you to write it down. He said, I want you to strengthen your strengths. I said, what? He said, the things I've already made you strong in get stronger. I said, hold on, wait, God. I thought I'm supposed to be strengthening my weakness. He said, no, I do that. Y'all missed it. He said, I will be strength in your weakness, but you have a responsibility to strengthen your strengths. And I said, what you mean? He said, everything that you think you do good, you can do better. I said, what you mean? He said, every time you speak, you do it for a living. People know you for that. Can you get better at it? I said, hold on, Holy Spirit, what you saying? I thought you gave me the messages. He said, I did. But I don't want you to preach for an hour and a half no more. I want you under an hour. I said, but some of my examples, Lord, (laughs) some of the things that help the people of God. He said, you can do everything if you strengthen your strength. Okay. He said, if you know it backwards and forwards, if you get in it earlier, if you take out the stuff that is fluff, if you actually get in that thing and, and rehearse it before you do it, don't just go off of your raw talent. If you would just strengthen your strength and I'm being this transparent because you're going to watch me do it in front of you all year. Okay. See, I'm not scared of nobody because for me to actually live this out, I got to live it out. And some of you are scared to strengthen what God has given you because you're scared of failing. Failing is a part of it. The only way you can strengthen something that you've already had a confidence in is you have to become a student again. And some of you are too proud to fail again. Yeah, that's different. You you know you're a different pastor when God tells you you gotta do something different and you be obedient but then you talk about it in your sermon. Most pastors don't do that because they're too prideful. But he's taking it upon himself to show you and walk it out and to share what God shared with him and then sharing it with us to challenge ourselves. If that's your first time listening to him, I don't take my word for it. I'm gonna put the link in the description. Go ahead and check them out. They're live every Sunday. Um, at 11 on the West Coast. Um, I believe it's CST time that they're in. Yeah, CST time. So y'all do what y'all got to do with that, okay? But the reason why I wanted to share that clip is because it resonated with me, the entire message. Because a lot of times we focus more on strengthening our weaknesses, and he talks about this in the clip, but we don't take the time to strengthen the things that God has gifted us with organically. I can speak for me. I haven't taken the best time to strengthen my vocal ability, speaking, singing, 
all those things. I haven't taken the time and taken classes and practiced saying words and stop mumbling and stumbling and saying um and all those things and even saying all those things <laughs> in, in how I communicate with you guys. But that's something that's going to change this year. I'm going to take the time to strengthen an obvious strength that God's given me. Why? Because I believe and I know he's going to allow me to use it for his kingdom. But it has to be strengthened. Another strength that I could be strengthening some more is my audio engineering. I, I do this as a living. I do this on the side. I, I used to do it at church part time. But I, I know there's areas in which I can get my craft better. You see what I'm saying? So I want you to take a minute. Think about your strengths. Think about those things and how you can strengthen them. And we're going to come back to it, but I want to take you down the pathway to the secrets of to success. Many people ask me, and I've been asked this before, how do I become successful in life? For me, there's a four, five, maybe six steps that I follow. But for other people, y'all do what y'all want. But as a kingdom citizen, this is how I become successful. And if you are a kingdom citizen and you want to try this out, try it out. It works. This is how I got the job that I work. This is how I graduated at the top of my class. This is how I pick a lot of my jobs and things that I do. Shoot, this is how I pick my spouse. Shoot. Let's be honest. So many people, see, here we go. I'm about to sit back. Many people don't do that. <laughs> they don't take the time to pick their spouses. But I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go on a whole other tangent. So let's let's look at this real quick, right? Num the number one key or secret to success is seeking first the kingdom. That means before you do anything, when the thought, the idea, the inspiration hits your heart and your mind, you take it to God and seek him first. Right. Matthew 633. I'm reading out the Amplified version. It says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing things and being right. The attitude and character of God in all these other things will be given to you also. What's Jesus talking about? Prior to saying this, he's telling people not to worry about what they're eat, drink, or how they'll be clothed. Don't be anxious for anything, right? And that's easy enough to say, Jesus. Because you have everything. But he's teaching us the key to relieve worry, anxiety, and stress. And that's seeking God first. In my own life, I sought God about podcasting. This was something that I thought about doing a year before I started it. So I asked God, okay, is this something you want me to do? First of all, I wasn't comfortable being... Uh, in front of a camera, 
But God allowed me to be a part of my social media team at, at church. And what did I have to do? Be in front of the camera, practice, stumble, fumble, mumble, make a complete fool out of myself until I got better at it. And then I was able to use those same tools, those same strategies, those same coachings that I got from my social media director. Shout out to Maya Laboo. All those things I got from her and from the team and bring it into this. We want to make sure we're seeking God first. We want to make sure we're praying. We want to make sure we're continually seeking him, asking him, searching him out, looking for the confirmations, looking for him to speak back. And here's a little tidbit on prayer real quick. When you pray, remember, it's a dialogue. It's a conversation between you and him. You talk, you stop, you listen, right? And remember, Prayer doesn't have to be just in the 15, 30 minutes, hour that you set apart to pray. But prayer is to be continuous. You pray all the time. For me, I pray in the morning. I pray when I'm at work. A couple times at work because Lord Jesus, <laughs> you got to pray at work. Praying at work and then I'm praying in my car on the way home. I'm praying when I'm in the shower. I'm praying when I'm cooking. I'm praying when I first wake up. Sometimes I'm praying at three, four o'clock in the morning, but it's not always a set time. Now, me and God do have our time first thing in the morning, but it's not necessarily I pray then and I don't pray anymore. Right. And I give God time to talk back or to allow me to feel his presence as I'm praying. Because a lot of times we pray and we run out because we're so fast. So we need to slow down when we're seeking him first and allow him to talk. Why? Because he's going to give you a plan. And when he gives you that plan, when he gives you his approval, when he gives you his word, when he gives you the, the okay to pursue, you have to accept his plan. And what does that look like in the Bible? That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will and all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. So your part is acknowledging him. His part is directing your path or showing you which path to take. Because before us is always two, two ways. There's the left and there's the right. And if you really want to be logical, you can go forwards, backwards, left or right. Right. God's going to tell you where to go. And in my in my life with podcasting, I'm going to keep using this as an example. In my life in podcasting, I talked to God about it and then he started giving me ideas and different things. The first one, I believe I didn't fully listen to him because it was conversations at the table. Then that shifted from what my heart truly is. And that was Studio 124. And this is still the same thing. The studio with Antoine McGee is conversations at the table, 
Plus Studio 124, and now we're here, right? It looks like I rebranded three times, look like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm seeking God because while I was doing it, I wasn't satisfied. And here's part of the, I, the, the indicator. You know, if God gave you a plan, you will be satisfied when doing it. When you're not doing it, you won't be, when you're not doing it his way, there'll be a lack of satisfaction. You won't be satisfied. But when doing it with him, satisfaction comes. All right. Another verse for, uh, Accepting his plan, Proverbs 19, 21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's will will prevail. I can't tell you how many times I've sought out to do something. It fails, and I'm like, God, what happened? I prayed about it, and he's like, yeah, I didn't want you to do that. You did that by yourself. I allowed you to do it, but that's not what I wanted you to do. This is what I wanted you to do. And then when I stepped into what he wanted me to do, doing it exactly how he wanted me to do it, that's when I was able to see success. Right? How can I get, what other example can I give you? Ah, perfect. Ministry. I was seeking the Lord about ministry. I was like, okay, I know you called me to preach. I know you called me to minister. I went met with my bishop he says okay God called you but here's the process I want you to become a deacon first why and he clearly told me you can learn all the histories of the church all the procedures of the church how to serve how to minister because you won't be effective preaching if you don't know how to serve ministers and preachers are called to be the highest servants not above not to be above people so high that you don't serve anyone we're called to serve people we're the ones that's supposed to be tying shoes washing feet going to the hospitals and doing those things that's what pastors and ministers are, do, are supposed to do not we're supposed to yes preach the word study the word lead the people but when the dirty work comes when the messy work comes the not too flashy stuff we're not better or above anybody to where we can't do it one of my greatest examples is that my executive pastor pastor nicholas smith i love him because every time we have a backpack drive or a food drive or anything of that nature, he's the executive pastor. But he's not too proud or too um, big to not get his hands dirty. He's one of the ones running back and forth with turkeys, grabbing bags, grabbing book bags, moving fast too, getting things done because he has a servant's heart. And that's why God blesses him. That's why God gives him opportunities. And he can do the same thing for you um, when, when serving. The next key to success or the next secret is obeying the plan. 
after you accept it, you got to obey it. Right. So James chapter one, verse 22, it says, don't listen just to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. So God gives you this plan. He gives you this grand idea, this thing that's going to set you and your family up for generations and generations to come. He gives it to you, but you don't obey it. You don't follow it out. What's the point? You hear it, but you don't do anything. And you can say, well, I didn't know where to start. That's when you go back to God and say, okay, what's the first step? Or here's another thing. You take it to wise counsel. For me, wise counsel is my wife. Wise counsel is my mother, my aunt. Wise counsel used to be my grandmother. Wise counsel is pastors and leaders and friends who I know are successful. When I share the vision, when I share the plan, they'll say, okay, Here's what you have to do. Or here's my suggestion. I take it. I pray about it. I weigh it. And then I execute. You talk to those who know. You get knowledge from those who know. When I started podcasting, I asked certain successful podcasters, what do you do? What do you use? How do you get your, your podcast out on platforms? In the beginning, I was using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. Now I'm using Anchor because Buzzsprout, of course, has pricing and all that. Anchor's free and it allows you to reach everybody. Then I said, okay, what cameras do you use? Some people say, I use Sony, I use Canon. So I'm like, okay, based off of my budget, Canon is where it's at. So I grabbed me a Canon and here we are. Microphones, I didn't have to ask questions about that because. I already knew that. I was an engineer. I could pick microphones. That's easy. But it was some aspects of things I didn't know about. Lighting. I had to talk to somebody who does videography and lighting to understand which lights to get, what will work. Shout out to Maya Labu again. She helped me pick the lights I have, right? So you use the people around you. You ask God to send you to some people or send people to you that'll help you with your plan after you've written it all out. But you, after that, you obey. You just do it in step, do it in stride as he's leading you. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all those different types of truths. Now, this next step is not going to be uh, sexy. This one is the one that most people don't like because you have to be comfortable in the dark. What do I mean by that? God does his best work when it's dark. Look at Genesis one in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was dark and it had no form. It was void. And then he spoke. Right. We're looking at it in succession. But if we break it up, God was staring at nothing, at darkness, at a mess. 
and he was comfortable looking at it. And then he began to speak. And in that speaking, then he created everything that we see now and enjoy with the help of inventions that he gave to man to create. So what am I saying to you? You have to be comfortable in developing in the dark. The best, the best pictures, photographs, are developed in a dark room. You put it in the liquid and in solution in the dark room where there's no light, the picture becomes fully developed, and then you can expose it to the light. Many of us want to be exposed to the light when we're still trying to develop. Ooh, I don't know who that was for. And, and you can say, okay, you don't got scripture for that. Oh, I found one. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. This is the New Living Translation. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and unmovable, always enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. So, when I say be comfortable in the dark, be comfortable in the process. And sometimes in the process, you're not getting notarized. In the process, you're not in the light. In the process, a lot of times you're in the dark. Nobody knows that you're developing. Nobody knows what you're creating. And you could be doing great work, but it's not getting exposed to the masses because you're not ready yet. I can use me. I've been podcasting for about a year or two now. By now, I would expect to have picking things up, right? Would have expected to have a following, a name, a presence. Would have. But my thing about this was being obedient to what God told me to do. Whether it's five people listening, 45 people listening, 50, 1,000, 2,000, a million people watching, listening, streaming in every week, every episode, that would be amazing. That would change my life, change my wife, my wife's life, change my family dynamic. But that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing it because I sought God. I accepted his plan. I obeyed his will. And right now I'm in step four, being comfortable in the dark. Yeah, some people are watching and I appreciate you guys. Don't get me wrong. I do appreciate you. I love y'all. Thank y'all for checking me out, taking the time. But I know within myself, I still need time in the dark room to develop. And you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with that. I don't know what step you're on or what secret you're on that I'm sharing, but you gotta be okay with being in the dark. So many times we wanna be viral and be out there and oh, I'm the next hot dude, hot girl. Nah, you gotta do it God's way. And sometimes that requires being in the dark space, being in isolation, being in obscurity as they say, hidden before you can come out. There's a lot of characters like that. David, 
Moses. Moses was hidden away for 40 years. And then God called him. You got Solomon. Shoot, Jesus. We don't hear nothing from him after his uh, pop-out party when he was 12 years old in the temple. Then from there, silent years until he's at the Jordan. Then And now he's still speaking since that moment. You see what I'm saying? It takes time and you have to be okay with the process and then developing. And number five, the fifth secret, strengthen your gifts, talents, and skills. And this is Colossians 3, 23. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. Take those things that you do naturally, those gifts, those talents, those skills, those things that you grew up doing that nobody taught you, those things that you had a fascination in, you were fixated on, and you studied them, you watched people, you asked questions, and then you develop skills, talents, and gifts on your own. Take those and strengthen them. Take those and make them 5% better, 10% better, 15% better. If you're, la if you're already good at something, let's take it up a notch. Add some organization to your social media posts. Add some scheduled time for you to study more in the word if you're a preacher. Add some, some time for you to go take pictures if you're a photographer. Hit a beach, hit a park, go out into a public setting and just start snapping away. Doing different things, trying different angles, different lenses, and editing your stuff. Take your time editing. I was just talking to my wife and we are going through a phase of transition where we're figuring out what we want to do, how we want to do it, as far as social media, as far as ministry, as far as business is concerned. And her and I were just talking and I was just saying, take your strengths that you're, you already have. Look at those. Figure out how you can strengthen them. But then take the things that you want to learn those things that you want to be better at, those things that you see people do and you're like, man, I wish I could do that. Take those things, write them down and start studying them so that then you can put those and attach them to your strength and you up it again. And here's the key also to strengthening your strength. Surrender those gifts, talents and skills to God. Put them in his hands. He knows how to make and mold things better than any potter that I know. Take, take the simplest stuff. Like for me, this keyboard behind me, right? This keyboard that's right behind me, it was a gift from my, my man T. Cruz. This is probably the second time I've played it since I got it. I'm just going to be honest. My wife and I were cleaning out the closet. And she's like, what are you going to do with this keyboard? I said, well, I got to learn it. Why? Because I got a word from the Lord who told me I'm going to know how to play the piano. 
He's going to supernaturally put his hands on my hands and teach me how to play worship music to release the song. Here, here it is. The song of the Lord to the people. Nobody knows this except y'all now. I, I haven't shared this. Only me and my wife knew, but now I'm sharing it to y'all. I don't know why, but I am. So I'm taking this seriously. Now, granted, I can tell you what keys to play. I can hear the keys, but how to play them with my hands is intimidating. But I guarantee you, I'm going to take my time with the skills and the natural talent for hearing and placements that I have in my head and melodies. I'm going to learn how to play this thing. Not out of my own strength, not of my own power, but because God told me I can do it. So I'm going to put my natural and match it with his supernatural. That's how you strengthen your gifts. That's how you strengthen your talents. That's how you strengthen your skills. You put your natural and attach it to his super, supernatural. Hmm. We're going to let that breathe for a second. So, if you want to be successful, go to God. Get a plan. Obey it. Be okay with developing in the dark and strengthen what you can already do. Because a lot of skills, a lot of talents, a lot of things that we have that is, oh, I just do this on the side, could be revenue could be something that allows the kingdom to be spread in a way that a church couldn't do, but you could do it. Think about it. This has been the studio with Antoine McGee. I'm so glad that you guys listened and checked me out. Listen, I got a new series coming out entitled God is It's for the kids. So, and for teenagers and young adults, Because there's a growing generation who don't believe that God is who he says he is. So I feel a mandate from God to begin to share this on my podcast uh, platform. I got a couple interviews coming up. So I want you guys to look, stay tuned to that. And if you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. I'm here. Listen, I got space for everybody. We can talk virtually. And eventually I want to grow it to a spot where we can talk face to face and last thing if y'all know pastor tim ross he does the basement y'all do me a favor tag him in this tell him i'm trying to be on the basement i'm trying to come to texas and sit on his couch and let's talk heavy all right you have not because you asked not <laughs> i'm just playing but i'm serious you have not because you asked not y'all be blessed i'll see y'all in the next episode peace